You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing the dentist's role in research and development of new products. Our guest is Dr. Mark Cannon, a professor of otolaryngology, Division of Dentistry at Northwestern University, Feinberg School of Medicine, and attending physician at Ann and Robert Lurie Children's Hospital, and the founder of Associated Dental Specialists of Long Grove. He has 40 years of experience in pediatric dentistry and has presented lectures both nationally and internationally. Dr. Cannon, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Well, thank you. It's great to be on again. Yeah, this is really interesting, the dentist's role in research. You normally don't think of the, uh, you know, the average dentist who's going out to work every day as a researcher, but um, that's why I'm very interested in hearing what you have to say about this. So as a practicing dentist, why do you put so much emphasis on research? Well, I think it's our responsibility, it's our moral imperative that when we're in treating our patients and we see a, a material that's not performing or we notice that there's a material that we should have that could be created, I, I really would tell everyone, just pick up the phone, call a company. Now, you, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about some Bisco products, so I'll, I'll just mention Bisco. It's a family-owned company. Call them up, talk to them, and say, hey, I'm a practicing dentist. This is what I need for my patients. Now, you're not doing this to ever get rich. You're not going to do that. But if you do it to help patients and improve care for everyone, you're helping the profession yourself and your patients. Yeah, that's a great point. So when you're in the office and you're doing some procedures on patients and whether you're using a, a, a bunch of products from a given company or you're mixing and matching, whatever you're doing, you could find some sort of challenge that may come up that could be solved by some innovation. And you recommend reaching out to that company and saying, hey, you know, I've been using this for, for a while. And here's where the, the stressor is, or the, here's where my workflow is being impeded. How could you um, improve this or make a recommendation to them on how they can improve it? Is, is that what you're suggesting? Absolutely. And you'll notice all the time that there's something that could be done better or packaged better. But use your imagination. Don't be afraid to call someone saying, hey, I get phone calls like this all the time from former residents and former students that will call me saying, hey, Dr. Cannon, I have this great idea. What do you think about this and this or that? And I'll go, good idea. I'll, I'll bring that up to a company and see if they can make it for you. And I get them involved. So I've been involved with research ever since I got started. And uh, I got pulled into it back in dental school. And I've continued to do that, even though I've run a full-time private practice that's a multi-specialty large practice, because it's something that it gives you enjoyment and satisfaction to see products you've worked on developing, helping everybody. Totally agree with you on that one because I actually did some uh, research and development when I was at Penn Dental School. Uh, I went to the engineering school at Penn undergrad and then I ended up in dental school and I developed a post called the Integra Post, which Premier Dental ended up picking up and, mm -hmm. the, and the, it had a flow through head. And yep. the, the reason why I developed it was because it was really useful for um, extruding the root, which would bring the bone with it. So this was a way of um, doing a minor orthodontic procedure where you can actually heal the, the, the infrabony defects and so forth through root extrusion. But um, it Very turned good. out... I know what you're talking about, too. I know the product. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're, they're actually, Premier, Premier is still selling that product. 
Now, of yeah. course, you know, titanium alloy posts have decreased in, in volume as far as usage, but dentists are still buying them and they're in the hundreds of thousands a year. And um, Premier is very happy with it. And then, and that came about just by me uh, doing post and cores for the GP who, who at that time were referring to my practice. They, they, instead of me just returning the post to them and preparing the post space, they said, you know, if you could put the post in at the same time, go ahead. So that's where I started to see the deficiencies of some of the posts that were out there. And I thought the flow through head actually worked out well because it, it was easy to put an explorer through it to handle it because it would lock onto the head and you can take it on in and out. But so that's an example of that. Now, let me ask you this. If a dentist does find something that they would like to have improved, will the company be open to their phone call? Oh, I would think so. I know personally I've called a number of companies and say, hey, I have an idea. In fact, I did that earlier today on a new testing system. So that's something we'll talk about later. Right, right. But I, I tell you, it can take years. You know, it depends on, on the urgency. If you have a really good product, you might actually spend a decade, Phil, getting that product to market. Finally, because sometimes people in marketing, sometimes a classic response will be, well, no one else makes this product, so what good can it be? And you'll have to explain to them, that's the whole idea is making a product that no one else makes. <laughs> right, right. And some people, some people have the attitude, I'm sure someone thought of that already. You yeah, know? And, and then and, you're like. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised how many things you think of as a dental practitioner that no one else has thought of, nor has anybody else done to implement it into real world, uh, you know, practical use in the, in the dental office. So if for those who are out there, Dr. Cannon has great advice here because if you're interested in, in doing something innovative, and again, profit-wise, that's a whole nother thing because that's dedicating a whole nother part of your life towards R&D and actually taking it to market. Two different things, and um, right. you could take it to as far as you want to go, but still feel like you're involved in the process of innovating dentistry. Um, I think in the future, we'll see a lot more things coming out with people pushing more for prevention and minimally invasive and, of course, testing. And I think right now, because we have this crisis that's looming over us with a pandemic, that we see many dentists going like, how can I possibly see these patients? How can I keep myself safe? I will tell you that we'll see an explosion of ideas coming out when it comes to air quality, how to do nitrous oxide analgesia safely, how to clean operatories safely, how to maintain air supplies. All this, we'll see an explosion of ideas and concepts and new products. And then because we have been unable to directly deal with our patients, I think a lot of us now are going back to our old standbys of how can I help these patients at this moment without actually touching them. And so now we're looking at things like in preventive care, you know, whether it be probiotics or polyols, uh, remineralization materials, which we're going to talk a lot about with some of the other podcasts. But it, it goes to the importance of not making an aerosol and new temporary materials we could be using. Oh, there are so many things that people have to think about right now. So I'm asking all of you, you get a good idea, hey, give us all a call. We'll help. Yeah, and Bisco, who's the sponsor of this series of podcasts, and you are doing four with us, which we're very excited about, 
um, they are very big in R&D and they're very open to communication with their customers. So if you are using Bisco products, uh, feel free to call. They have a helpline and they're very open to hearing what the clinicians are saying about the products. And their R&D process is phenomenal. That's why their products are, um, they come out and they, they, they are well-researched, they're well-tested, and they seem to be working very, very well. On that point, what sort of research goes into helping to develop a new product, Dr. Cannon, and how long does it normally take? Well, it can take a long time. You know, some products like uh, Theracal, which we'll talk about later, that was like 10 years of research in the lab to get the formulation correct before we could start any type of clinical trials. Um, other things can come out very, very quickly if there's a, a great need. Right now, the FDA has done emergency clearance of numerous products. So again, this is something if you know of something you'd like to see out on the market that would help with patient care, uh, now is the time to speak up. To wrap up this podcast, what sort of products do you see becoming more popular in the next few years? Well, definitely, and we'll talk about this more, definitely it's going to be the biological materials because the biological materials are going to be more conservative. We're going to have to think about more conservative care. We're going to look at things that aren't just bioactive but are fully biological, replacing whole functions or augmenting the function that we see in the body, minimally invasive, and again, preventive care, and heavy on the remineralization, definitely. Thank you very much, Dr. Cannon, for coming on. Uh, we are excited about having you on the other three podcasts of this series, which is the rise of calcium releasing materials, maintaining pulpal vitality, which which is in my wheelhouse as a retired endodontist. Um, and then, of course, you're going to be talking about the Thera family, which is a, um, and, and making comparisons to other options out there, including MTA, what the differences are. And um, you're going to be demonstrating some uh, or at least discussing some research studies that talks about the effects of calcium-releasing materials. So thank you very much, Dr. Cannon, and we'll look forward to you on the next podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me on.